T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Dave Cohen, will you be eating out anywhere this weekend? Yes, as a matter of fact, we will be. You want to tell us where? Uh, we are planning to eat along the Chafuncta tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that my daughter has picked which restaurant, but I know we're going to... But she picked a river. Yeah, well, we're going to overlook the water. Well, she lives in Madisonville now, I see. so uh, they want to sit along the river and eat, so I know that we're planning on doing that. There's will a- you be outdoors? Uh, probably not. It's going to be kind of chilly tonight. Yeah, you might have those heaters. Ian McNulty, where's a good place? Do you like sitting outside, Ian McNulty, when it's cold with the propane or butane, whatever it is, heaters? Uh, you know, when it gets – I'm the, I'm kind of the opposite. I can hang outside when it gets warm. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it gets chilly, yeah, I, I want I want, I want, want to be inside. Yeah. I want the coziness of mm-hmm. a den and a restaurant, you know. Well, um, let's, let's give the Coens some suggestions along the Chifuncta. Oh, sure. Well, the first one that comes to mind is it's called Chifunctas, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will remember this place as the former, um, uh, it was called Friends, Friends on the Chifuncta, and had a long history. Anyway, it, it was a completely different restaurant now. It's that really large structure there just upriver from the bridge, and it's a two-in-one deal where downstairs is... Uh, this dockside, open-air, kind of bar and grill type of thing, which is great when the weather's nice and during the day and you're wearing flip-flops. Uh, but what I'm steering you towards is upstairs, which is the high-end restaurant, uh, and it really is nicely done. And there's a beautiful bar and a number of rooms that overlook the the, mm. the river course and by. So that's, that's high-end for sure. Uh, but uh, if you want to go much more casual, family-style, family-friendly, Morton's Seafood, just on the other side of the bridge, is just reliable rock salad for boiled seafood, fried seafood, seafood boats, that kind of thing. I like what you're putting down. I'm picking it up. All right. Okay. Enjoy yourself, Coens. Make Thank sure you. you put it on Ian's tab. Um, (laughs) Right. Ian McNulty covers food, dining, culture for the Times-Picayune, New Orleans Advocate. We always wrap up Friday talking to him. How you doing, Ian? Where you been eating? What you been drinking? Ah, man, I've been having a great week. What are you you sipping on right now? What do you got, a little old-fashioned going early in the morning? Bloody Mary? I forget. A little bit of celery in your nose? Maybe what? What's happening? Uh, I've got a a coffee, no Irish. Just a plain old American coffee. Just plain old coffee. Yes. Um, so uh, this, I've had some great eating this week, actually, Dave, uh, Tommy, because uh, this was the, the start of the Lunar New Year. Last Sunday marked uh, the Chinese New Year uh, in the Vietnamese community. It's Tet, 
Uh, it's Lunar New Year, and there's a lot of food that goes around that. So we had a, a wonderful meal at Miss Shirley's Chinese Restaurant, mm-hmm. which is that new Chinese restaurant on Magazine Street from a family, the Lee family, who have been in the business for forever, uh, for 40 years plus, with their, their former restaurant, Royal China, in Metairie. A lot of people know them from there. They've got a new place on Magazine Street, just opened late last year, and they kicked off this Lunar New Year with this special menu that was fantastic. In fact, they're still running it, I think, until Sunday. Uh, and it, it takes over. They're not serving their regular menu. It's like it's all these dishes. And uh, the menu is fun. Uh, they, they describe, like, you know, which dish is for prosperity and which is for uh, abundance and which is for good health and all these other attributes. And uh, anyway, the food is delicious. It's a lot of dumplings, a lot of shared dishes. We had this one dish I'd never seen at a restaurant before. It was monster lump crab meat uh, over snow pea greens with mm. just a little bit of sauce on there. But that fresh crab meat, sweet, that just like slightly bitter, crunchy greens underneath. Oh, it was fantastic. Whole fish. Um, these uh, pork buns with a little chili oil sauce over the top, real, real good. Uh, so, and they've been they've been packing them in over there too. They've been doing great business, and uh, a lot of people are excited to have Miss Shirley's uh, Magazine Street now. That's over by like Joey K's and Sucre, that area over there. A new restaurant in what used to be Jamba Juice. Yeah, that's coming soon. Um, th- you know. Anytime I talk about food, it seems like people want to talk about breakfast, and that happens a lot on your show, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew this was going to be popular. This was just uh, one of those, you know, people ask me all the time, like, oh, how, do you, how do you find out at all of these restaurants, what's coming up, what's next? Sometimes I just drive around and see a construction site and stop, you know, honestly. <laughs> and uh, in this town, it's a pretty good chance it's going to be something, something food and beverage related. <laughs> Let's face it. They're not putting up uh, – not t- putting up too many other, you know, engineering firms or oil and gas offices down there. <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of restaurants and bars open up. So uh, this is on the corner of Poydras and O'Keefe, and uh, it's in that uh, new, um, very modern-looking apartment building called 930 Poydras. Johnny Sanchez is next door, and that's not a coincidence. It turns out uh, the crew from Johnny Sanchez, which includes the celebrity chef Aron Sanchez. They're opening a casual spinoff uh, for breakfast sandwiches, burgers, that sort of thing. It's called Showbird, and it, to me, you know, whenever I'm downtown and my friends who work downtown, it seems like the kind of thing that they're looking for increasingly. Uh, it's not open yet, I hasten to say. It's supposed to open in the spring, but it's already gotten people excited because the idea you can just walk in and, you know, within three or four minutes, get yourself a pretty pretty solid breakfast sandwich uh, and a coffee and maybe at lunch or a wrap or a burger or something like that. Quick, uh, not grab and go per se, but fast casual service. Um, and just, you know, something about breakfast sandwiches. People love them. You know, you can talk about eggs and bacon and sausage and cheese all on a plate. And if you, the second you put it on a biscuit or a bun, it's just transformed in people's minds <laughs> into uh, this handheld breakfast. So that's the allure there. Showbird should open in the spring. Just you know, one of you know, an innumerable and growing list of coming soon restaurants from Dragon. All right, 504-260-1870. If you have any questions for Ian McNulty, and the first question out of the um, tunnel is what is an exotic type of king cake that Ian would recommend for people that are visiting from out of town? Well, if, for people who are visiting from out of town, I'm, I wouldn't steer them to the exotics first. 
I'm, I'm, and I know what they're saying. So I, I would, I would play it both ways. Uh, I would get a traditional king cake, and I would get something a little more different and exotic. Because this is what we talked about before. Before you get to the exotics, you should know what the classic is, because the exotics owe their existence to the popularity of the classics. It's like you can't do, you can't get cred as a. Uh, a modern uh, a, a, a experimental expressionistic painter, unless you can paint between the lines in the beginning, right? <laughs> you, it's in context. You got to understand what the original was and now what this is a derivation of, correct? Exactly. Whether we're talking about artists or musicians, you know, you get a master the craft and then go on from there. Well, I, if, for, for people, and I, and I love this, I love the sentiment of, of these, of the listeners there because they want to, they want to give their guests a, a real authentic taste of New Orleans. I love that. I applaud it. So get yourself a traditional king cake. Um, you know, invest the time to go to Manny Randazzo's and let, let them see the mania of New Orleans people <laughs> lining up, um, you know, as if, as if for their ration card <laughs> during wartime to get a king cake. Uh, from Manny Randazzo. The I final think, days I, I, of the Soviet Union. Is there anything <laughs> left in the case? In Soviet Russia, king cake eats you. Yeah. No, just kidding. Um, so, but that, uh, that's such a great example because, A, it's a really good king cake. B, it's very traditional style. And C, it just shows you how crazy New Orleans people get for it. Um, or just, I mean, you can just, Haydell's, you know, go to Haydell's and get like one, it just show how this bakery is transformed into a king cake center during this time. And there's Mardi Gras music playing in the parking lot and you smell the king cakes as soon as you get out of your car, you know, that's easy. There's sometimes there's a line there, not always. Um, but then, uh, yeah, get something a little different. Go to, uh, go to Gracious Bakery. They've got a couple of locations around town. Uh, and they always have uh, different flavors. They've been changing them up weekend by weekend. Um, or go to go to King Cake Hub, where they have a lot of different king cakes right next to each other. So you can get a traditional one and uh, maybe a chocolate-filled one or uh, maybe something a little different from the, the, the Brennans are doing. We talked about the Bananas mm-hmm. Foster's King Cake uh, right there next to each other on the same shelf. You know, actually, I, I you ask me for tips all the time, Tommy. I took one from you. We were talking about uh, Zapardo's the other day. Mm-hmm. I, I dropped into the Zapardo's after our talk. And that is basically like its own miniature it King is. Cake Hub. It really yeah, is. If you want to go to Metairie. Those who don't know. Yeah, for those who don't know, King Cake Hub is in New Orleans. It's at Zoni Mash Brewery on Broad Street. And what they do is they take King Cakes from like 20 or so different bakeries around town and put them all in one place for you. Well, the Zapardo's basically does the same thing on a somewhat smaller scale of selection. But all across the store – it's not just like one table of king cakes. They're like spread out all over the grocery store and all different brands, all different styles. Um, I got, uh, got one from the Buttercrisp Donut brand that was fairly straightforward. And then I got the Italian fig cookie king That's cake. That's what I had. Pretty good, huh? Saluto. Did you like it? It was fantastic, yeah. Now, I mean, is real that a, moist. Is that a permanent bakery, Ian, or not? Saluto's. Y- yeah, they yeah they operate year round. They do Italian, they do Italian fig cookies. Uh, but it's it's not uh, 
it's, it's not a big retail thing. That's that's why they have them out in ah. the grocery stores like that. So. Gotcha. All right, let's take a, a break. Pick it up when we come back. Talking, eating, drinking. Ian McNulty, 504-260-1870. I'll pass your question along if you're looking for a restaurant recommendation when we come back here on WWL. 924, WWL, Tim Zimmer bringing us back with credence. I was born on the Bayou, Ian, born on the Haba in Rhode Island, but moved down here, and he's now a Bayou boy. Somebody texted actually, in. Yeah, huh? Correction, if I can. I was sure. actually born uh, under the Southern Cross. I was born in Melbourne, Australia. Really? Yep. So you could never so be I- president? <sighs> For so many reasons, Tommy. Yeah. For so many reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yes, that one was baked in from the start. But uh, just very quickly, uh, my parents were Americans. Were down there for a couple of years. I'll be damned. I didn't know that. I came into the world. Yep. And uh, yeah, moved back. I, I moved back when I was still a baby. So my first passport photo was my father holding my head up for the camera. Uh, but I was born there indeed. But Does yes. your toilet flush the other way wherever you live in New Orleans? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yes, we have that power. Uh, somebody texted in here. I've passed this place. Um, I don't know anything about it, but they said the um, a hidden gem in Bell Chase, the Ooh. Bell Chase Cafe. You okay. No. I don't know that one. Okay, yeah. great. This is this is hey, this is the interchange. I love hearing about hidden people's favorite places like that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I passed it. Was a, a, a bar or something. I don't know what it is now, but I've been tempted to stop. Uh, somebody else texted in a good place to eat ma- dessert on Magazine Street. I presume they're talking about just go in for dessert, and that begs a question: Are restaurant owners really open to that? They, do they like people going in and take up tables to just eat? Um, the- Depends how you do it. Um, if you go in to a, an upscale restaurant at seven o'clock and you've made a reservation and you sit down and you say, you know what, we're just going to have a cup of coffee and a slice of pie. Uh, it's not exactly what they thought you were signing up for. But look, if you go in uh, and sit at the bar, um, you know, you see an open spot at the bar. Oh, this, you know, this place has good desserts. Let's try this, you know, mm-hmm. uh, especially if it's sort of after the dinner rush, you know, maybe you've had dinner somewhere else and you want to do sort of a progressive thing. Hey, that's great. You know, have an after dinner drink. It's it's about how you approach it and what your expectations are, I suppose. But probably to, to the point of your of your listener, um, I, I mentioned it once before, Sucre on uh, Magazine Street. Uh, that's a, 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 a great one. That's basically a dessert emporium right there. Um, if it's not on Magazine Street, but it's adjacent. Uh, it is called the bakery bar and it's everything it sounds like it's a bar and a bakery <laughs> it's on annunciation street uh right by the crescent city connection a lot of people will remember it as the uh the former italian restaurant 1179 and it's the home base for this uh bakery program with the wonderful name debbie does dobosh and it is a <laughs> Uh, a full-service restaurant with a bar with a big bakery and dessert program. And, and they're basically built for people to come in and say, you know what, I'll have a glass of champagne and a slice of cake. So Zimmer tells uh, me it's at Magazine and Calliope, which would be across the other side, uh, the other side of the Express Street from World War II Museum, it would have to be, right? That's right. And it's okay. actually on Annunciation Street because um, it, yeah, it's on Annunciation I just want to say Calliope because Jordan Fiegel refuses to pronounce it that way. I just like to <laughs> anger him whenever I possibly can. So what about some uh, other places, Ian, around the, the city? I know Burkato's is a great place like that. Oh, that I mean, that's the gold standard right there. I mean, and that Angela Burkato's evokes that entire old world idea of, of 
you know, the Sicilian ice cream parlor, the confection shop. You get dinner. You get dinner at, at almost any restaurant in the mid-city. I would even expend it to Lakeview area. There, there are people in that restaurant who won't even look at the, the dessert list because they know they're going to Angela Bricado's after. And practically everybody at Venetia's, which is the Italian restaurant just down the block, makes it a two two point stop and, and goes to Bricado's afterwards. That place is a, is a classic. It's a gem. We're lucky to have it. Wonderful family, and they're up for a James Beard Award uh, this year. That. We just learned. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. It was if, great recognition. If you want a nice evening in New Orleans, go to um, Parkway for Po Boys, and then go to Bricado's for dessert. And you'll have a nice little taste of the city, and it's not going to cost you that much money at all. Agreed? Precisely. Oh, yeah, precisely. That's that's, that's a great one-two punch right there. Somebody but else? I just, I, yeah, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. I'm thought. No, 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 no. Just that, that, that the number of people that I've seen come into Angela Bricado's with boxes of leftovers from other restaurants, it just, it just is a testament to that. That's what people do. Um, somebody texted in about appetizers. They and their husband don't get along. The husband always gets appetizers, doesn't eat the entrees. She wants to know what's a happy medium. How to? I guess it depends on what restaurant you're at. What What's your theory on appetizers? Oh, I'm very or often. Or starters, whole, as they say. Starters, yeah, first courses. Um, uh, it, oh, they're, they're essential, in my opinion. Uh, and often that's where the most attention of the kitchen goes because – uh, you know, say you order the steak, okay? Even at uh, even at a restaurant that's contemporary and getting creative, it's a steak. You know, it's got sides on it. It's got a sauce. Ditto with the chicken. Some somewhat the same with the fish. But the, the appetizers are really the like, oh, this, okay. It, it, you know, it's a smaller taste. It's a smaller risk, I suppose. They can cycle more things through. Uh, it's the first thing you taste, so your palate is just ready primed open um this I've, first course is appetizers whatever you want to call them I mean, that's where a lot of the magic happens so mm, that's a great I, point I, I i would probably more prone and more more frequently just get a number of appetizers than skip them and just get an entree in, in a lot of cases you know unless we're talking about you know a steakhouse or something like that where it's really just about the main act um, somebody else texted in and said well, they wanted personal advice, uh, personal relationship advice, as well as restaurant advice. Would Ian recommend going to a high-quality restaurant on a first date, something mid-priced, or just very, very casual and cheap? Okay. Well, first of all, when it comes to relationship advice, I'm going to say, first, do no harm. Okay. I'm going to invoke that uh, the Hippocratic. A bit late for one. me to get that, that advice, but okay. Uh, I hear you. Yeah, now. sure, sure. But, uh, uh, you know, in, in that spirit, I think um, you got to read the situation. And I think for a first encounter, a first date, you got to make it comfortable. Uh, and, you know, it, it. I think sometimes the trappings of, of a big restaurant experience um, might be a little much. I mean, you, you're you're when you go into a big deal restaurant, like we talked about with the dessert example. You know, you make the reservation, you show up, you're, you're there for for the duration, you're there for the thing. Um, you know, if you discover after the first course that this is not going to be a great night, it's it's, it's hard to it's hard to hard to shift, right? Um, I would say a place that is a little more, maybe a little more casual, like, you know, hey, let's meet for a glass of wine and uh, cheese or something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, this, like uh, these, we have these, these these nicer wine bars now around town that are elegant. Uh, they, it's not, you're not saying, hey, 
come meet me for a beer and a shot, you know, which, although there's nothing wrong with that either. It depends, depends, depends on, on a person, right, exactly. Right, sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you want to make the invitation, like, oh, let's, let's meet for uh, this, this wine bar. They have some nice food. We can check it out, see how it is. You know, that's uh, that to me feels a little more flexible, a little more like trying things out. Um, but, again, it depends on the person, depends on you, depends on what you want to how you want to kind of express the uh, the uh, the opening curtain of what could be here, <laughs> um, but think about places like the Delaches, um, Pluck Wine Bar downtown. Uh, these are places that are really nice. I mean, they'll make a nice impression for sure if that's what you're going for, uh, but um, are, are not necessarily structured for the full restaurant meal. Hang on, I'm I'm updating my dating app profile, looking for a beautiful woman that wants to have a shot and a beer with me. Also, don't you know? See how this thing goes, but you know you can do both. One of my one of my favorite things to do on uh, going out is uh, what I call class and trash. So you you class, you go out to a really nice place, trash, you kind of follow it up with something completely different, just for the sake of of contrast, and uh, it's. it, it, it's a, it's a it's a fun one-two punch because around the, some of our, our nicest restaurants in New Orleans is usually a, a equally fun if if very much down market hole in the wall, and uh, you know you, you get to see the whole the whole spectrum of New Orleans life in one evening. Somebody texted in a place to get a really good burger. Well, uh, I got a new one for you. It's a place called Revel. It's uh, it's on. Carrollton Avenue in Mid City. I was just there last night, actually, and it is a cocktail bar first and foremost. Um, really nice cocktails. It's got Chris McMillan, longtime veteran bartender, really a hero to a lot of the younger bartenders around town. Uh, he and his wife Laura run it, and uh, they are making first class cocktails. And in the kitchen, they're cooking one thing, and it's burger, and it's really good burger and fries. Um, so right there that's one for you uh i had a, a great one uh recently at juniors on harrison uh which is in lakeview and so this is a terrific kind of all-purpose um uh upscale casual more focus on the casual part family-friendly restaurant and they have a really good burger there uh where else have I had a good burger lately I, you know the old reliable for me is beach corner on canal street or oscars on metairie road for that 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 yeah, that bar burger style and um you know when the stars align if it's not uh if it's not peak dining time if it's not peak tourism season i'm still a protocol guy yeah. i mean i love a good protocol burger hard to beat somebody texted in looking for a hidden gem in metairie ah so many <laughs> hidden gems so many. hidden gems in metairie let's change it to yeah okay okay um Wide open, isn't it? Uh, I would say, okay, one that I can have recently c- confirmed how much I love, reconfirmed, is a Kebab House. It's on uh, Vets between a Jimmy John's and a mattress store, not far from Target. And that describes Veterans store. Memorial Highway perfectly. <laughs> What's the location yeah. again, Ian? <laughs> uh, between a Jimmy John's and a mattress store. <laughs> <laughs> and right smack in the middle is Kebab House, and it is a Middle Eastern restaurant. It's a Palestinian family that runs it, and they're doing their, their home cooking and street food from back home, and it's amazing. And it, if you if you can look at the menu, and it's the you know falafel and shawarma, and and all those things are good, but it's whatever the specials are. The last time I was there, I had this dish I'd never heard of before, Tommy, and this is why I love going out to these places. It was called 
probably mispronounced, certainly mispronouncing it, but Kidra, let's say. Uh, and it was a lamb shank, this whole you know hunk of lamb on the bone over this pile of rice. They used two different types of rice, jasmine and basmati. So the very aromatic rice uh, cooked with chickpeas and whole cloves of garlic that were like buttery soft and with this yogurt sauce that you spooned over the top. And this sucker was like $20, and it was enough for two of us to eat and bring home leftovers. And, wow, really good. I mean, so that, uh, to me, that's like the epitome of a hole in the wall, and it's right there on Vets. And the name of it again? a hundred times. Kebab House. Kebab House. Okay, and give me another one. Um, different style cr- across the spectrum. Great uh, example of what I call strip mall Italian dining <laughs> is uh, Sandro's on – that's also on Vets, but further up, it's in the same plaza as uh, I think there's the, the TJ Maxx is the, the anchor over there, uh, just past the Best Buy on Vets, uh, across from Lafayette Park, the entry, the entrance to that, and uh, this is uh, this is Italian, this is uh, this Creole Italian for sure, but also a little bit of regional Italian type stuff, a lot of good roasted meats, good sauces, and you know, tucked in a, in a strip mall there, you could drive by it a million times, not know it's there. Finally, before we let you go, Ian McNulty, best happy hour, food and drinks, a little more upscale. So I guess this is business, uh, what do you call it, casual cocktail attire? Is that what we're wearing when we go to something like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, th- okay, here, this one's a little out of left. I've, I've always enjoyed it, and I've, every time I bring people there, they love it. Maypop. This is uh, Chef Mike Galata's upscale restaurant in the CBD. It is... On paper, it looks like Asian fusion, but it's more complicated than that. It's very unique cuisine. It's very ambitious. Uh, these are dishes you're not going to find anywhere else. And they have a really good happy hour with great cocktails, nice wines by the glass, and uh, you know special special plates that they run out just for happy hour that kind of have that feeling. Um, but I, yes, the Maypop is. I understand it's. It's you know that's that's a thing. Um, the Bauer is uh, another great one. Um, that's a combination uh, you know it's a bar it's a restaurant it's got a big outdoor patio for when the weather improves a little bit or if you're good with the outdoor situation right now you'll love it um, a lot of good uh, meat and cheese plates and great wine selection there and while i'm thinking of it st james cheese um right not down a, the street from us on chapatulas right yeah there's one on chapatulas there's one on britannia street uh, they do a cheese happy hour, which I just saying cheese plate that snapped into my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have wine and beer, cocktails, and, I mean, nobody does cheese better than these people. And if you just want, like, a quick uh, cheese plate in a glass, uh, that's a great happy hour to keep in mind, kind of a sleeper. Um, and finally, Luke uh, in the CBD for its oyster happy hour. Uh, you still get dollar oysters, and, like, everything is higher these days, including oysters, so yeah. they're still doing a dollar. Oyster Happy Hour. Great bar. Deal. Great bar yeah, at Luke. And, uh, discounted drinks, too. So. When you agree, it's, great it's, bar at Luke. Good to get you going. Oh, yeah, terrific. It's, it's yeah. small. It's only a couple seats. But if you get a spot there, it's one of the best purchases for sure. I agree. Thank you, Ian McNulty. A pleasure as always. All you got to do is go to Ian McNulty, Google it, and you'll get every hit you need on him, right? <laughs> that, every hit and then some. There you go. Uh, Ian McNulty, NOLA, if you're looking on social media, or just go to NOLA.com, and they get a little link to my name with all the stories in chronological order. Pleasure as always. Have a good weekend, my friend. Thank you. Take all care. right. Down Under.
9.40, Ian McNulty, born in Australia. Who would know? 20 till 10, traffic now on WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.